Hey guys, you haven't heard my voice before, but I'm Raz. I'm the producer and editor of Hidden Legal Figures, the podcast. Uh, my official title is owner of Podcasts on the Go LLC. Um, and today's episode is a behind the scenes Christmas special. Uh, Derek gave me the reins to this one, so you'll be hearing me throughout the show along with uh, with Mia. Uh, we have some great episodes coming up for you in the new year, but with the Christmas season approaching, uh, we thought it'd be better to get a little personal and share some of my behind the scenes uh, perspectives, thoughts um, that we've we've learned from the show so far. Uh, it also gives us a little bit of time to prep and make the shows in the new year uh, even better. Uh, that said, uh, today you'll be hearing from myself, Raz, producer and editor, Derek, Derek Alexander Pope, and my role on the podcast is host and my business title is President and Managing Director of the Arc of Justice Institute. And Mia, Mia Mance, Social Media Director of the Arc of Justice Institute and the Hidden Legal Figures podcast. Happy holidays from my family to yours. So we're going to be discussing questions about what we've learned, uh, how we've been affected, uh, how we think the show is going to grow, um, how the current political and civil climate is uh, different or the same as the past. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy what we talk about today. Uh, thank you for supporting us so far. Uh, and we want to hear from you too. Uh, so be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, and most importantly, find us on iTunes and leave us a review. And the best way to leave us a review and to interact with us is to answer uh, one of the questions we discussed today on your iTunes review. You know, how has the show affected your life? How has uh, being engaged with Hidden Legal Figures, the podcast, um, changed your perspective on the civil rights movement? Uh, so that would be awesome if you could leave us a five star review and and communicate with us at the same time, uh, because, you know, we love you guys and we appreciate you. Uh, but without further ado, this is the Hidden Legal Figures Christmas special. Who has been your favorite guest so far? I do not have a favorite guest, so to speak, but in talking with them, something happens that's common to each of them that has become sort of a favorite guest moment. There's always a moment when each guest has this sensation that what they are sharing what they are relaying to the listener has the real possibility of making change. They love the work that they do, but the real inspiration for that work, at least as I sense it, is in the fact that it can be transformative, that their work somehow can be a resource for change individually, culturally, socially, legally, politically. And when we're doing the podcast with them and they're talking about their individual expertise, there's always that moment that comes alive in the interview. And I get a big kick out of seeing it and hearing it. And I'm looking forward to it happening as we continue. I think you can learn something from every single Hidden Legal Figures podcast where you are going to be blown away and go, I didn't know about that attorney or that judge or 
all of the legal legwork it took to bring equality to our country. But by far, I am enamored with learning about the life and work of Judge Frank Johnson and his wife, Ruth Johnson. Now, we learned all about them at the Southern Conference of Bar Presidents um, in Atlanta at the State Bar of Georgia um, with attorney Peter Canfield of Jones Day, who was also once a clerk for Judge Frank Johnson, as well as from Judge Myron H. Thompson, who succeeded Judge Johnson. Hearing how Judge Johnson and his wife and their entire family had to make the prolific decision that it was better to best serve the law than to worry about their own lives or safety or their resistance within Alabama. The fact that Judge Johnson was so principled on how would the law be applied best for his community, for all residents of his community, and the abiding support and knowledge and ideals that his wife, Ruth Johnson, brought to the table, absolutely are personally and professionally inspiring as a woman and a media person who's married to an attorney to also hear how Ruth really was a visionary leader and wife and a large part of um, challenging Judge Johnson to do best by the law. My favorite guest uh, wasn't really a guest, but it's uh, Donald Donald Lee Hollowell. And just learning about the fact that he was, you know, the chant that students would say when they were doing um, sit-ins and protests. They would say that Martin Luther King is our leader and Donald Lee Hollowell is our lawyer. And just thinking about how he had to fight for years or months or weeks uh, on some of these cases uh, and not really get paid that much. There wasn't any money in, in law back then. And uh, just, just learning about the struggle he went through um, dealing with uh, prejudiced people in the courtrooms, dealing with hate, dealing with just all these loopholes he had to jump through personally in order to keep Martin Luther King safe, to keep the movement uh, moving forward to make sure that all the students who were protesting uh, got out of jail. Uh, so he did a lot of amazing things. And I, I think he's somebody that should be remembered. And he, uh, I don't know, just his uh, determination inspired me more than anything. My biggest takeaway from the podcast is we all need to immerse ourselves more in these stories that have shaped our country. And the Hidden Legal Figures podcast could be listened to to by anyone. If it's kids, if it's educators, if it's attorneys, if it is policy uh, fans, to really understand the legwork that's been done, but also the huge responsibility of anyone that's working within the law or working around policy today about how the law can speak to present day issues and conversations in our country. My biggest takeaway coincides with the holiday season that we're in right now. For me, it's been the spirit of generosity. 
Our guests have been so gracious with their time and their expertise and have asked for nothing in return. Some of our guests I've known for a while and some I've known for a short period of time and a couple of them I've just recently met, like Christopher Smith. Chris was a guest on a recent episode that focused on the legal efforts associated with the sit-ins. I'd come across Christopher's book and reached out to him and asked him if he would consider being a part of this podcast as a guest without hesitation. Chris said, yes, Charles Johnson. I've known him for a couple of years. Charles was a guest on our Brown versus Board of Education series. No reservation to participate when I asked Charles and one of our upcoming guests, Joel Motley III. Joel is the son of Constance Baker Motley. Uh, Constance Baker Motley, famous uh, lawyer and later judge during the civil rights movement, one of the few women lawyers who were visible in terms of the legal efforts. Well, Joel is going to be our guest to talk about the work he saw his mother doing. But the interesting thing about it is, as I mentioned, I never met Joel Motley, did not know him. He did not know me, but I reached out to him and told him about the work that we're doing. And unhesitatingly, Joel said yes. And it hasn't just been our guests. It's been you, Raz, and you, Mia. Our listeners, the people who have begun to express interest in sponsorships, the biggest takeaway for me has been the groundswell of enthusiasm and generosity that has been on display by all of you from minute one. My biggest takeaway is that listening to the stories from the bus Montgomery bus boycott episode listening to those stories showed me and reminded me just how strong uh, our ancestors were how strong black people were during the civil rights movement and that that touched me you know because now we're going through a lot of uh, civil know, civil unrest with uh, issues of equality issues of um, human rights uh, and all over the country but a lot of people are complaining, but they're not as strong as the we, we don't have the same thick skin. We don't have the same um, determination for, for just dignity that our ancestors did, that the people who came before us did. And I just I just hope that my, you know, me, that I can be that strong when it's my time to stand up, uh, stand up for something. Where do you see the podcast going in the next few years? I want the podcast to be relevant, but not repetitive, consistent, but not static. I want the podcast to be a voice, not an echo. This podcast can be a resource for answers to burning questions. The kind that we don't ask because we either are afraid of the answers or because we just simply don't know them. 
Now, you know, we've talked about this before in the context of the larger work that the Ark of Justice Institute is doing. There is always going to be some incident of injustice that sparks outrage and then outrage is going to turn into a call for action in between each of those the incident the outrage the call for action there is a decision that has to be made and we want the arc of justice institute generally and with an emphasis this podcast to be about that next decision and that's why the podcast has to stay relevant that's why the podcast has to stay consistent. That's why the podcast has to be a voice and not an echo. There are questions being asked right now. There are problems on display right now about what it means to be a self-governing people. Now, those questions have answers, but some of them are difficult to hear. Those problems have solutions, but some of them are uncomfortable. We've got to work to make those answers more bearable to hear and those solutions less difficult to implement. And that's what the Ark of Justice Institute is concerned about. And over the next few years, that's what this podcast, that's what hidden legal figures can make happen. I do believe that you will see the Hidden Legal Figures podcast and the Under the Color of Law exhibit in museums like the Smithsonian and in um, obviously our partnership with the um, Museum of Human Rights in Atlanta, where these legal figures are going to get their um, just, I would say, props and notoriety because I think servants of the law are, are truly that they're servants of the law and they're not doing it for recognition. They're really doing it to make society more equitable and fair and allow us to live up to the constitutional goals. But I, I believe that this work really is um, a great testament to the importance of lawyers and legal education in our country. And, and I, I can't wait to see everyone it will touch not just nationally but also worldwide i think in the next few years the podcast will be in college in classrooms not maybe not just college maybe high school maybe middle school maybe elementary school i hope that this podcast can reach students and kids um, of all races creeds colors uh, sexes genders and i hope that it can reach them in a way to where they they want to stand up and fight for something in their life and change the world, whatever that is to them. And I hope that this brings them uh, the encouragement and the inspiration uh, to make that happen. And I think it will. So I think in, in, in a few years, that's where we'll be. We'll be at a place where we are inspiring uh, young people to make a difference in the world. I've always known the podcast is going to be special because you have to look at the leader and the managing director and also host of the Hidden Legal Figures podcast, attorney Derek Alexander Pope. Derek has literally immersed himself in being a scholar of the law and learning from the judges and attorneys and legal figures and jurists that you are learning about and hearing about. 
And the fact that attorney Derek Alexander Pope could identify a level of education that was missing for our kids or in going into museums and on historical tours or in learning about the law that no one was talking about. Who are these attorneys and judges that have really shaped our country and made it better? So I can't say enough about our hidden legal figures, managing director and podcast host and founder of the Arc of Justice Institute. Attorney Derek Alexander Pope has absolutely set the bar high when it comes to legal podcasts in our country. The instant, right, that uh, that Derek called me, it was a, or sent me an email. It was random very random uh i saw it i almost didn't believe it at first i was like yeah i'm interested and then he talked to me and we hit it off immediately and i just i knew that i could help and i, I majored in african-american studies at university of north carolina um i love talking about this i've studied so much uh black history uh and i just didn't know anything about the attorneys and judges uh in the movement so for me it was an opportunity of a lifetime because I get a get a great person to work with uh, in a topic that I, I have a lot of interest in and also I knew that Mia was perfect for it you know like she's already in the the, the world of law uh, I knew she would be perfect for this so it was it was automatic you know things were just so easy to come together and connect that I knew it was going to be special just from the the uh, collaboration we were able to put together. When I met you two, Raz, when you signed on as producer and Mia, when you signed on as social media coordinator for the Institute and the podcast, that's when I knew we had something special. You two were part of the affirmation of that first moment. I knew we had something special, the makings of something that could be really special when I drafted the abstract of the episodes for season one, season two, season three. Didn't have any equipment, any technical recording equipment back then. Uh, no headphones, no microphones, no software, no nothing. But I knew we had the makings of something special. And the first hint of that affirmation was when you came on as producer, Raz. You came in from minute one, day one, nanosecond one with ideas, with concepts, with the plan of how to turn this into something, go to go from a concept to reality. And Mia, you did the exact same thing from our very first meeting. You had a step-by-step -step sequence of things that would make this happen. You even put me to work that day. You came in with some assignments for me that I had to get done by the end of the month because you already had ideas in mind. And so you two were a part of that first wave of affirmation. Of course, the big confirmation comes in the reflections of listeners. I remember having dinner with a very good friend of mine and fraternity brother, and I told him about an episode we had just finished recording. We had just finished producing that was going to be up in a couple of days. And I told him that when I 
finished it, I finished listening to it, I just had the sense that we were on to something monumental. When he listened to it after it had come out, he sent me a text message and said that he felt the exact same thing that I had described to him just a couple of nights earlier. But the biggest one, the most surprising one comes from an unknown source. Uh, we've got one of our five-star ratings over on Apple Podcasts has come from someone who just describes themselves as an engaged student. They don't say if they're male, or female, black, or white, what their major is, what they're studying, where they're from. They just say they're an engaged student. And, and they said in their, in their five-star review that Hidden Legal Figures is probably one of the most informed podcasts around. It's scholarly, relevant, and necessary to have a national conversation. It provides insight and background to aid in the development of a solid perspective to move forward. That is the confirmation of what we thought we were doing when we first started Hidden Legal Figures. And it's because of the engaged student that we want to keep doing it, want to get better. Essentially, we're all students where whether you're on the college or university setting, we're all still learning and uh, hidden legal figures. We hope will continue to be a big part of that learning process. The hidden legal figures podcast falls a thousand percent within what's important to my family and also what's important to my business, which is supporting and sharing and connecting people through media and social media with dynamic people and dynamic issues and dynamic causes and using media in a positive way to share stories, but also connect people and understanding how we have common fabrics in our um, fight for equal rights and human rights and civil rights and that we together create the seats at the table which move our country forward and these legal stories are about people working together it's about people from different areas and different backgrounds and different beliefs and different educations coming together on a common goal if it's Thurgood Marshall if it's the great attorney Donald Hollowell if it's the great attorney Donald Hollowell if it's attorney Constance Baker Motley, if it's the board of the Arc of Justice Institute, you are talking about dynamic individuals working together to make the law and society better. How has hidden legal figures changed your perspective on the civil rights movement? I don't think it's changed my perspective so much as it has deepened my perspective. <laughs> you know, the way the civil rights movement is typically relayed to us is what one gets the sense that it was all very spontaneous but these were some very deliberate actions taken and nowhere is this intentionality on more vivid display than in the heroic and vital contribution of lawyers and judges see when we talk about what makes America great how to make it great again how it has been great, how to make it greater. Respect for the rule of law is an indispensable ingredient in that concept of greatness. 
And during the civil rights movement, it looked like that lawlessness was the rule of the day. But you had some lawyers, you had some judges, black, white, male, female, who because of their fidelity to the principle of the rule of law, changed this country, made this nation stand in front of the mirror and take a long, hard look at itself, examining its devious practices in light of its declared principles, forced America to reconcile its high thoughts with its low behavior and take the steps necessary to form a more perfect union, a union more perfect than the one had come before it and laid the groundwork for us to do the same thing, to make the union more perfect than the one that we found. That's what lawyers and judges were working on. And so the podcast helps me as a lawyer have a greater respect for those who came before me in this work. I like to call them our professional ancestors. And so because my respect is deepening for their work, I'm hopeful that the listeners respect and admiration can be enhanced just as much as mine has been. And that's something that makes the podcast really intriguing. The hidden legal figures in shaping my thoughts around the civil rights movement, it's really inspired me about what's possible. I mean, think about how the lunch counter sit-ins were students who were saying to themselves, you know what, we've seen schools desegregated and we really want to be able to see every area of our life be accessible and that there be no cap or ceiling on what's possible for any American in this country. It has shown me that honestly change happens with the people. It happens with the lawyer who says, yes, I'll accept this case. It happens with the person who's willing to fundraise for the legal defense fund for the NAACP. It happens when the Supreme court takes the case and then really sits on the long view of how the law has been applied and could be applied in taking on a case. So I think it, again, it really reiterates that the power lies within each of us to be the change that we want to see in our country. To reiterate what I said at the beginning is that back in the day, our ancestors, our forefathers, you know, I'm a black guy. They were just really, really, really strong people. They were able to deal with disrespect they were able to deal with inequality they were able to deal with disrespect on a daily basis and just being made to feel like they were less than being made to feel like they were worthless but they still stood up and fought and they still walked with their heads held high and they dressed um, in suits and dresses that were clean and they they stood together and they um you know, they even if they had disagreements, it was done behind doors. It wasn't done in public. So it's, it's just so much so many things that I think our that I think our generation today can learn from uh, our forefathers, you know, on how to do a, a proper movement on that, that gets changed. 
it's not just going out and blocking traffic for a day or you know just random stuff like that just to get attention it's not just about getting attention it's about being strategic it's about having a plan it's about having a, a unified voice and it's about knowing what what you want to accomplish so that's that's my take on it i think the discussions happening in the hidden legal figures podcast are as relevant today as they were 50 75 years ago, um, we should be looking at these historic cases as there are so many discussions going on about equal rights and immigration. These conversations are 100% relevant and the law is an active verb that must be applied and assessed. Well, the simple answer is that it's all connected. Everything that we come into contact with now Every circumstance, every situation, every condition has its context in something that came before. When one American citizen who's born what we happen to call white feels it their prerogative to tell another American citizen who happens to have been born what we call black and male to get up from their seat in the Starbucks restaurant and leave the premises or to get up and leave the lobby of the Doubletree Hotel where you are a paying customer. That situation is directly traceable to why a group of students waged sit-ins in the early 1960s and their decision is connected to the circumstance of a group of lawyers going across the country waging battles in courthouses to get rid of the social order of separate but equal, which itself is connected to the circumstance of the Supreme Court in 1896, creating that sickening social order, which itself is connected to the condition caused by the Constitution when it used the phrase all other persons there's no past there's no present there's no future there's just one long connected now but throughout our history there has always been a contingent of american citizens who have worked to make this better to get it right and the law has always been a part of that contingency Sometimes as lawyers, we've been the architect and some other times the builders, sometimes the guide, other times the companion, sometimes shepherd, other times servant, but at all times present. And that's what gives hope in this current climate, uh, knowing that the power of the law can be a correcting apparatus and knowing that there is a blueprint that came before to show exactly how it can be used. It's great to hear me talk about my perspective being on the inside of the Hidden Legal Figures podcast, but I do challenge you, if you're listening, if you've taken time to listen to each Hidden Legal Figures podcast uh, that comes out every single Tuesday, please leave us a review. Let us know what you're learning, what you're thinking, how you're growing when you listen to this podcast. Um, what legal figures you'd like to see covered in the Hidden Legal Figures podcast, please take some time to do that on our Facebook at www.onthearc.net, on our Instagram, on our Twitter, um, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. We want your feedback and reviews so we can best serve you with the Hidden Legal Figures podcast. Lastly, I guess I just want to say thank you. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to everybody out there listening. Uh, it means a lot that we're getting 
uh, a bunch of downloads and the people are enjoying the show. And I appreciate all the feedback I get from my friends and family and relatives. Uh, shout out to my, my brother uh, for listening in. And, you know, I just I, I think this is going to be a big deal. Uh, I love it. I think we're going to inspire somebody. I think we're going to uh, empower someone. And I just look forward to hearing that story in the future. So thank you. Um, and please continue to share the show with people. Uh, if you enjoy it, just share it, you know, put it up on Facebook, share a link on Facebook, share a link on Twitter, wh wherever you're the most popular <laughs> so that people can find us. Inform, inspire, remind, renew. That's the tagline of the Arc of Justice Institute. And we're using Hidden Legal Figures, the podcast, as a means to inform us of a time period when we made the conscious effort to live out our ideals. This podcast can inspire this and future generations to do the same, to remind us that we have the tools, the power to make change, to improve the condition of our lives and to renew our desire to make it a reality. This isn't possible without our listeners. Our subscribership is growing, our listenership is increasing, and we appreciate you so much. Stay with us, keep growing, keep listening. Uh, the first half of this first season has been so very rewarding and enjoyable to all of us. And we look forward to bringing you more and better episodes of Hidden Legal Figures. And so on behalf of the Arc of Justice Institute and the whole Hidden Legal Figures podcast family, happy holidays to each and every one of you. And we'll see you in 2020 with new episodes of Hidden Legal Figures, the podcast. God bless. Support the Hidden Legal Figures podcast by making a donation at www.onthearc.net. We are a 501c3 project and we thank you for your support.